right, so the Blue Jays make their first trip of the year to the Bronx to uh, open a three-game series tonight. And uh, that is an Apple TV game. So uh, you can catch it if you want local commentary on uh, Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Barker and myself will carry you through after the game on Blue Jays Talk as uh, the Jays, well, Kevin, I mean, I would say attempt to, I don't know, attempt to turn a page after that, the series against Houston. I think that's a little overly dramatic, but um, clearly the series against Houston raised some, some thoughts, especially I think about the lineup more than the starting pitching. And uh, it will be interesting to see. Frankly, I'll be interested in seeing whether or not we see any any change in the lineup from John Schneider during this series. May I ask you a question? Okay. If I would have told you 19 games into the season that your Toronto Blue Jays would be in fourth place in the American League East, would you uh, care? No. No. Would you, if you asked me, did you think that the Tampa Bay Rays would get off the 13 and 0 start? I'd say no, but I thought the East was going to be tight. Yeah, I don't think that, I've got, that would have anything to do I, with them being I, a good Yeah, I, place, I, I thought the East was going to be tight. I I've got three teams going to the playoffs from the East, so no, I mean I, I'm I'm not surprised a- any more than I would be surprised. Frankly, the only thing that would surprise me is if they were worse than the Boston Red Sox. That's the only thing that would surprise me. They're a game and a half up on the Red Sox. Yeah, that, that's uh, the rest of it. No, I don't. I mean, it's I don't even look at the standings. I don't look at the standings at this point in time. Well, you well you started the show with uh, we, well with the way we saw the lineup. Would there be changes? Yes. Well, the only r- way there'd be changes is if John Snyder looked at the standings. Not really. And they're in no. fourth place. No, he, yeah, he to shake things up a little no, bit. That's the answer. That's nonsense. I'm telling you. That's nonsense. I'm not saying it's going to happen. That's nonsense. But you asked me the question. That's nonsense. I'm giving you an answer. That's nonsense. The reason that the only reason you would you would you would shake up the lineup is you're not happy with the production you're getting, and you you weren't happy with place. the production. No, come on. Nobody nobody looks at the standings in baseball in freaking April. Nobody looks at the standings in don't, baseball in don't May. Don't come on and start with this show and say something about shaking up the lineup if you don't want the, the answer. The lineup's not performing. The lineup's that's, that's the only why they're reason. In fourth place. That's well, that and a combination of the, the, the fact that their starting pitching hasn't yeah. been great at the start of the year. It's not just the lineup. I'm not saying it's not early. It's not. It just, is. Yeah, but I mean, I no, I don't really any more than if they lose two or three to the Yankees. I don't think the season's over. So yeah, I, the whole standings thing is. I, I just I think if you're John if you're John Schneider, you 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 saw some things in that Astros series, uh, specifically in 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 that final game. And I think maybe you might want to look at the lineup. And I, I don't pretend to know. I don't pretend to know what you would do. We've talked about this. It's not like the guy's got a ton of options. And your point yesterday was well made. Whatever you do, but you don't want to look like you're panicking. You don't want to look like you're panicking. Any move that's made has to be made because you think it's going to give the lineup a chance to score more. But runs. you can't. That's but you can't say the the the. Coming into the season, you didn't think the Rays would be this good. They gotten off to a really good start. You don't want them to separate too far away from you. What are they? They are five games ahead of you. What I mean, are they ahead of the Yankees? Uh, four games. Nah, I mean. I mean, sort, sort of second through. I think they're saying the second, same thing in New York? No, they're, they're happy that they're in second place. They're thinking to themselves, well, we've had all these injuries. We're not hitting. 
Uh, we don't have our best lineup here. We don't have our best rotation here, and we're in second place, and the Rays got off to a historic start. That's what they're saying. And they're, Blue Jays saying that? That's what I'm trying to tell the you. Yankee, the that, Yankee, that's the that's Yankees a little are, bit of the difference here, right? Yeah. The, the point that I made yesterday about which one of the teams that are playing tonight could go on a 15-2 and two run like the Astros did last year. Well, I'll, I don't know. If, if they're not healthy, I don't necessarily think the Yankees can go in a 15-2 run. That's a good question. Unless Garrett Cole can pitch every day. Um, but, I mean, I stand. He's, I mean, really. Uh, the Houston, we just saw the Astros. They were seven. They, they were seven. They won the World Series last they, year. So they were seven. Yeah, but they were seven and nine last year, and they went on what a fifteen and two run. That's the so, point. It's experience. On. They've been there before. They've done that before. They went on fifteen and two runs. You know how to go on fifteen and two runs. Like you've been there because it's, it's experience. Yeah. I'm not saying the Blue Jays are not a great team or borderline great team. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, just another weekend series in April, but it is in the Bronx. Uh, and, and it will be, it, it's, look, you've got Yusei Kikuchi going, who, f- for whatever reason, pitches well in the Bronx, even when he stinks. Um, you've, got a, you've got Alec Manoa going on Saturday against Garrett Cole. First time I can honestly say I have no idea what you're going to get from him. Bingo. As a Blue Jay. Yes. No idea. Do you yes. have any Although, idea? Well, did, if, I don't know if you read Shai's piece on sportsnet.ca. I, I, I mean, look, when people talk about making mechanical adjustments and everything like that, you know, we were told that his side sessions before his last two starts were great and the, and the stars weren't great. So I'll, I'll maybe he's found something out in the, since his last start, I need to see it. I do know this against Garrett Cole. It's a guy that Alec Manoa has called you out. Got a match. He called him out last year. You got to match him. You, you give do. your team a chance. To you win. do. This is blooping a bomb is how you're going to be. Yeah, this is, mm. and, and, and I would tell you, I'll tell you what, I bet Alec Manoa would have marked this start down even if he was 2-0 and right now with an ERA of 0.5. And then Sunday, we've got Kevin Gossman against Clark Schmidt. So, uh, look, my concern about this team coming in after the first week was what are we going to see out of the rotation? I think the rotation is stabilized a bit. I'm happy with that. The bullpen's got issue, the same issues I thought they would have. I The only thing I've seen that gives me confidence is the fact that, or I shouldn't say the only thing I've seen that gives me confidence. Eric Swanson, I feel better mm, about him. I feel so. better about Jimmy Garcia, and I feel better about Jordan Romano. So I'm 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 okay with that. That's kind of where, I mean, that's better than I thought I'd be right now because I didn't know what I was going to get from Eric Swanson. But man, the lineup, uh, and I understand, you know, this is cyclical. Last year's lineup didn't score, didn't get a lot of hits with runners in scoring position earlier in the year. It took them a while to get going. That's fine. The new additions: Dalton Varsho, Brandon Belt. Haven't really done a great deal. And Kevin Kiermeyer's Kevin Kiermeyer's exceeded my expectations out of that out of the number nine spot. So yeah, uh, right now, um I, I just don't I don't I don't care about I don't care about where they are in the standings. I, I just don't. Uh, and I fail to see how the Yankees being a game ahead is any makes them any happier. Uh, I mean, the only team I would think right now in the American League East that's probably kind of uh, that that that's probably happy with where they are is probably probably the Rays, probably the Rays, maybe. But yeah. I, I think everybody else again. We we said this coming into the year. I think we had I had the Rays, the Yankees, and the Jays going the postseason. I also said look out for the Orioles. I, I 
The Orioles are the Orioles are better than people give them credit for, and they're going to get better as the year goes on. So I think you're going to see a very, very, very tight division. And you know what? It's possible that the Rays do go wire to wire. That may happen. Again, if you had told me at the start of the year that the Rays might go wire to wire, I'd say, okay. If you, you wouldn't be shocked. No. If you told me the Yankees would go wire to wire, I'd go, wouldn't okay. Be shocked. If you told me the Jays would go wire to wire, I'd go, oh, okay. I mean, I can see that. So I don't think anything's changed in the AL East. I, I really don't. Other than, as I said, I think Baltimore is showing that they ain't going anywhere. Yeah, maybe. Look, look again, I, I, it gets back to that. You see a team in front of you, you want to weather the storm. You feel a little bit more conf, confident in doing that if you're a Yankees fan. You know, there's some things, right? You're, you're basically fully healthy as a Jays team, and you're in fourth place. Again, it's early, and I'm not, you know, throwing my hands in the air and saying they're, t- they're only, what, two games behind the Yankees who are in second place? Yeah, I get it. But they're, I thought we said one uh, game. A game and a half, I think it is. Again, you can roll your eyes and do all these things. You know the khakis for the Blue Jays are sitting down going, hey, we're 100%. Everybody's basically healthy. Like, we got our team. That, that's what they're doing, right? We should be playing a little bit better. We should be pitching better, right? It's, it's pocket. They talk pockets all the time. Scheduling is no different. They're looking at the same pockets that me and you are when we come in here. And I said this, the next 18 games are real. It's going to tell you where you're at. They're in the meat of it. They're three and three. They're, they're in the That's exactly right. They're a 500 team. That, that's what it's telling you? That's fine. At this time of the year, uh, uh, that, at this time of the year, that's this, fine. These are this again. We talk about it. It depends on how you want to talk about this team. If you want to talk about this team as a five hundred team or a little bit better, then that's how you're going to talk I mean, about we it. We can have a Jesus. We can have this discussion if they're a five hundred team at the trade deadline. It's, it's silly having this discussion now. Again. I literally, I literally don't know. I don't know the standings. I barely know what their record is because I don't give a crap at this time of the year. Hmm. I just want to see, are guys healthy? Is stuff rounding into shape? Uh, every, and everything the, the, adds up to their exact record. They're the, because their pitching staff has not been real good, they're in fourth place. Because they haven't been real good with runners in scoring position, and especially with two outs, they're in fourth place. Like, it adds up. It tells you exactly what. Again, whether they're two behind the second-place team or not, you can tell. This is my point. Is so what? The, that's how you can get better. Everybody knows that, right? If you're the Blue Jays, that's how you get better. And when you're doing it against good teams, you just left a really good team who was struggling. But that's the point, right? I, well, no, I don't get the point. I don't get the point of them them being in fourth place as anything. I, I just don't. Okay. Okay, you you asked the question to start the show about the lineup. Yes. When do you get frisky and move them around the line? Why would you move it around? Because it had because you ain't been real good because you're in fourth place. Like that, n- no. that's sort of the thing. You if haven't you been were, playing the way you should Kevin, be playing, the Kevin, way you're expected Kevin, to if play. You were in se- that's if, high. if you were in second place and you came off that yeah, series you'd, you'd against the Astros, more, and you took no. two out of three, you're thinking Let, everything's I, right. I said, it's on the road. I said, if yeah, you were absolutely. in second place and you had that same series against the Astros, you'd be looking at doing something to the lineup possibly because you weren't getting the beginning. It doesn't matter when that happens. I mean, you could be in first place and lose four of the next five, and if your lineup isn't second, performing, second, I think you got to Second place at. because of the way the race started, I can't make a move if I'm John. I'm in fourth place, and I'm six and a half back of the Tampa Bay Rays, and I'm two and a game and a half back of the Yankees. That would warrant me making a little bit of a move, moving some guys around. I could sell that to my team. That's a not a panic move. 
I'm in second place. I ain't doing anything. I'm in second place. We've weathered the storm of the big bad rays. That's the point. Yeah, you're, you're not you're not doing moves just to be doing them, but you got to be able to sell them. It's like Bo Bichette last year going from the two old to the seven old. I could sell that because he stunk. Well, you lead the American League in hits two years in a row. You ain't doing that move no more because you can't sell that. Well, you got to come up with something. Well, I you know what I think it is. I think once Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is not having fi- – I mean, it's 15 at-bats against with runners who score in position. Not a big sample size, but he's hitting 200. He's better. Everything else will fall in place. That's basically what it is, right? When you're an aircraft carrier, you got to act like it, especially against really good teams and big moments like we saw in the eighth inning. When he throws you a fastball 99 down the middle, that thing has to be hammered. That's – everything else will sort of fall in place. Varsho won't go up and think he has to hit a three-run homer with two, with a guy on base. Like it'll it'll all fall in place then. When you're better, when your best player is the best player, how's that? Optimistic, you ain't moving nobody around because you don't look at your standings. Nineteen games in, that's how you do it, right? You just you hang your hat on your best player. Vladdy, your best hitter. Uh, he, be- he better be. Well, he better be. I mean, <laughs> well, he better be. Well, yeah, but he wasn't last year. Who was? Bo. Hit. <laughs> Vladdy, Vladdy had 30 doubles, 35 homers, and drove in almost 100 runs. Like, that's... I that's, think Bo was... Uh, Bo carried them in September. I guess. Uh, so far this year, who's been their best hitter? Chapman? Bo? Chapman. I mean, I think we underestimate sometimes... They got some good hitters. Bo. Who can, be, who can be a great hitter and carry your team for a month? He did in September. Maybe you should be hitting cleanup. I'm not going to say anything about that. I don't know if they've even had that. Maybe he doesn't want to hit cleanup Ask anymore. John. He's coming on 1130. We will. John Schneider joins us at 1130. Ask and, if uh, he looks at the, the standings. It's early in the season. I bet he says no. He'll uh, say no because it's a panic move if he says yes. No, because he's stop it. No, he hasn't, he hasn't been you around. Are yeah, you are, you are you the only, said he's been you around too long. Only person, you are the Double only a. person, the only person looking at the standings now. The only person. And I don't know why. I my, don't know Because my why. host came on and asked me about changing up the lineup. Why would you change it up? Because you're in fourth place. No, because you're not scoring. Because you're in fourth place. Like, why would you change it up if you're in second place? We're going around in circles. No, we're not. You it, don't like my answer. No, so if, my answer's right. So if you were in second, so that's here's the, the thing: obvious if you answer. were in second place, five, if you were in that, second that's place, that's a panic move. If you were in second place, five and a half games out, you wouldn't change the lineup. Well, but you're, you're talk- in fourth place, six and a half games out. Absolutely. If you're ta- if you're talking about moving Anyhow, the lineup, Brian right, Gorman, stop it. Brian Gorman, like former the, MLB. You don't like the answer. Because it's why. a dumb answer. Brian Gorman, former MLB umpire and rules analyst for Apple TV Plus, will join us. Uh and uh, we'll talk to Brian about the 10-game suspension for Max Scherzer. Do we have Max's? Can we play Max's clip now? No. Yeah, let's play Max Scherzer. Or do you want to wait and do it? Let's do it before Brian Gorman comes on. That makes more sense. Uh, we've got trivia to give away. Tickets for the May 14th game against Atlanta. And uh, Mark Feinsand, executive reporter for MLB.com, joins us. John Schneider, manager of the Blue Jays at 11.30. Uh, the Minnesota Twins just announced they have, this isn't really a surprise. Ken Rosenthal and others reported that this was in the works, but the Minnesota Twins announced today they have signed right-handed pitcher Pablo Lopez to a four-year extension through the 2027 season. He was acquired in that trade 
with the Miami Marlins for Luis Arias, and you want to talk about a trade that's worked out well for both teams. It has worked out well for both teams, although I would argue that Pablo Lopez is probably going to have more of an impact on his team's postseason aspirations than uh, Arias. Lopez would look good in the Jays uniform. Arias would look better. Arias would look better. Well, yeah, Arias would answer a lot of... uh, Well, he'd make you happy. A lot of questions. Uh, it'll be Yusei Kikuchi against Domingo Herman today. Alec Manoa, we mentioned, against Garrett Cole. Kevin Gossman against Clark Schmidt. Um, all right, so let's, let's you know, move on away, away from the lineup. Why do you think Yusei Kikuchi would have so much, I shouldn't say so much success against the Yankees, but even last year, even last year, Kevin, he was competitive against the Yankees. Uh, I mean, the easy answer would be nobody has any idea. I mean, because he had a really bad season, and just one of those things. Once you face a guy, they may be trying too hard. They may be overswinging. Mm-hmm. He's left-handed. You got a bunch of donkey right-handers who come up and think they're going to go back leg city every time. I mean, the easy answer is really nobody has any idea. This year, why he would have a little bit better is he's pitching a little bit better on the edges. He's throwing his four seamer a mile per hour harder. His slider's a couple of miles an hour harder. Uh, he's mechanically more sound. You know, if you want to throw in the pitch timer has helped him a lot. Yeah, I mean, Danny Jansen's called him all mm-hmm. three starts. Maybe that'll have a little something to do with it. You know, it's sort of like his security blanket. You know, the, his cutter is not a great pitch. Uh, he's given up five homers, four out of the five or solo shots. That's a big deal. If you're going to give them up, don't give up the crooked ones. Right. Give up the solo ones. Uh, his first pitch strike percentage has to be a lot better. I mean, it's about 53% now. League average is about 61 62%. That has to be better. You can't pitch behind, especially on the road against really good teams, especially in Yankee Stadium, that short porch and right inside out the ball there. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to take advantage of right center, right field, especially against him. But a long-winded answer to a short one is, for me anyway, he's throwing harder. I mean, it, when it's 92-93, I can let it travel. I, I don't have to respect the slider or the cutter or the slow breaking ball or even the split change. I've eliminated that thing anyway. I ain't swinging at it. Don't throw it enough. Throws it with two strikes. I don't want that thing. I'd rather hit the cement mix and cutter that's 90 down the middle. But he's living on the edges more. He's throwing harder. He's got a little bit more confidence. You can see that confidence is a big deal for him because mechanically he's not thinking about that anymore. Yeah. And his velocity's there. He, uh, I mean, I, I should, I should qualify this that uh, his success, I mean, his success against the Yankees was measured last year. I guess is the best way to put it. At Yankee Stadium, um, he made uh, appeared in three games. At Yankee Stadium, his ERA was three point seven two, eleven strikeouts, six walks. He did give up a home run, four earned runs. But in general, I, I'm just looking at his numbers against the Yankees from last year. Um, you know, an ERA of 354. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at other teams here. He's, his ERA against I mean, Boston that's... wasn't bad either. But uh, and Tampa Bay, actually, this is this is kind of odd because he did not have a good year last year. But in small sample size against Tampa Bay, his ERA was 245, three starts. His ERA against the Yankees was 354, six games, four starts. And his ERA against the Boston Red Sox in three games, one start was 208. So it's just kind of funny because we think he did he did not have a good year yet against the three teams that you would think would 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 give him the hardest go. 
his numbers are decent. Against the Baltimore Orioles, on the other hand, six games, three starts, an ERA of 8-10. Ten walks against the Orioles. This can't be right. He gave up seven home runs against the Orioles last year. I guess. So cutters I, down the middle. Yeah. And the other thing about uh, we about you say Kikuchi this year as well is you talked about the Velos back. He 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 is now I believe I was looking at this before I came on the air. He is either third or fourth in average fastball velo among left-handed starters, which when the Jays got him, we talked about how he had one of the, his velo for left-handed starting pitching was amongst the best in baseball. So you mentioned he's a little more than a mile an hour better in that fastball. Well, three guys in 15 and a third, that's a big deal. You mentioned the that walks. That is a huge you deal. you got to stay away from the walks. That that allows you to, if you do give up a homer, it's a solo shot, not a two or three run shot because you're not walking anybody anymore. The quality of his fastball is better. It's harder. You have to respect you, it. you got to cheat a little to get the head out. For me, he looks like a true number five guy. That's what he looks like. Two times through the order, you let it eat. You give me your best stuff, air it out. Yeah. I'll turn it over to the bullpen. Hopefully, we've got the lead. Do you think, though, when there are – you've seen this in, in baseball where, where, for whatever reason, guys have just out, outrageously good numbers against a certain team. They just do for whatever reason. I mean – Guys who have good numbers against a certain pitcher, I kind of get because everything can line up sometimes. But it's always kind of amazed me when a player's performance against a certain team is better, is 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 so much better than it is against other teams. Much of that do you think is just luck? Someone who played the game, I think most of it is comfort. Does comfort have a fact to do with it as or something to do with it as well? I I think you might take a you know, a, a bat or two off because you think he's having a bad season. He's going to give you a cookie. Mm. You look up, it's the fourth or fifth inning. He's only given up a, one or two runs instead of four or five runs. Yeah. You know, maybe it's the op- op- opposition. It's not, you know, giving you their best at bat. But Cause I've heard guys say, yeah, you know, you, you, you talk to guys and they'll say, I, 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 too, I just feel really comfortable in the box or I just feel really comfortable on the mound at a certain place. And I've, I've wondered how much of that maybe. is. Maybe. Is eye washer? Got how much nothing of it to lose. Is. I'm having a bad season. It's the Yankees. I have nothing to lose. It's the, it's the, it's the Tampa Bay Rays. I got nothing to lose. It's whoever else is he's doing well against. So yeah, I mean the Orioles are frisky. They're young. They don't know any better. They're gonna look right down the middle for a fastball. They don't know how to guess yet. You got to make good pitches against them. That's why. And when you're wild, you're not throwing strike one. You have to come with fastballs. What do you do to old dudes with the Yankees? You spin it to them. Or you speed them up with fastballs. Yep. What do you do to young guys? You spin it to them. When your cutter's not working, your slider's not working, you're trying to find that, they go back to Lake City a lot. So you can tell, right? Orioles are a younger team. Yankees are an older team. You speed them up, you're a little bit better because you can throw a lot more fastballs. I'm guessing there, but it adds up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of mm-hmm. basically what you're doing here is, you know, you can at least go on into a series think, well, I'm facing a bunch of old guys. My fastball's got to be better. I'm facing a bunch of young guys. My breaking ball's got to be better because they can hit velocity. They can hit the fastball. So that might be a reason. Uh, we've been giving you the chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long here in Blair and Barker, whether you listen on the radio or, or on our podcast or indeed uh, if you're watching us on TV right now on Sportsnet 360. All you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question to 59590. Now, yesterday's question and answer was, which Braves player was named World Series MVP in 2021? The answer was Jorge Soler. Today's question to win tickets to see the Jays and Braves down at the Rogers Center on May 14th is, former Blue Jays GM and current Braves boss Alex Anthopoulos traded away Roy Halladay to the Phillies in 2009. 
which player acquired by Toronto in that deal currently plays for Atlanta? Again, former Blue Jays GM and current Braves boss Alex Anthopoulos traded away Roy Holiday to the Phillies in 2009. Which player acquired by Toronto in that deal currently plays for Atlanta? Text the answer to 59590 for your shot to win. You can see rules at sportsnet.ca slash 590. And that is uh, for tickets to see the Jays and Braves at the Rogers Center on May 14th. Brian Gorman is a former MLB umpire. He's a rules analyst for Apple TV. He uh, had a 30-year career as an umpire, called more than 3,400 career games. Obviously, the Max Scherzer 10-game suspension, still a talking point around Major League Baseball. Max Scherzer has decided not to appeal. What's the point? I mean, the only thing that ever happens in an appeal is you end up having your suspension reduced. And and I just... I think the fine went down, too, maybe. The so fine. That, that helped. Possibly, yes. Um, of course, Max Scherzer suspended or kicked out by Phil, uh, Phil Cuzzy. Um, three... Sticky stuff, ejections for the umpire. Brian Gorman joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 360 and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I got suspended today, 10 games. Uh, looked at the, I went through the appeal process. Uh, looked at what that appeal process was going to look like. Uh, I thought I was going to get in front of a neutral arbitrator, but I wasn't. Uh, I was going to be through MLB. So given that uh, process, uh, I really you know, it wasn't going to come out on top. Uh, given that, uh, the best thing for the Mets, uh, I'm going to follow what the Mets wanted me to do, and that was uh, to accept the expen- uh, suspension uh, and, and come to a settlement with that. Very odd that Max Scherzer would just discover that it's not that now that it's not a neutral arbitrator. It's never been a neutral arbitrator. Well, because of who his agent. You knew he knew that. He just wanted to tell he wanted everybody. To tell that. everybody. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. But it, that's what I. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, very odd. So that is Max Scherzer, or was Max Scherzer, explaining why he did not appeal his uh, ten game suspension. Uh, I find it odd when when <clears throat> we made such a big deal about or we've made such a big deal about Buck Showalter being a details guy, and he is. I mean, this is a guy that has one of those silly atomic clocks in the clubhouse down to the, you know, one billionth of a second and all that. I just find it odd that it would be his team that would uh, that would run afoul of this. Pecking order. First ballot Hall of Famer. You do what you do, and I'll take care of everybody else. I, that's probably right. I mean, Absolutely, I'm sure, I'm sure right. there's a certain amount of trust there. And right? Verlander. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Gorman is a former MLB umpire. He's now rules analyst for Apple TV plus Apple TV will have today's game tonight's game. Pardon me. Blue Jays and Yankees from the Bronx. Uh, Brian had a 30 year career as an umpire called more than 3,400 career games. And we're very pleased that he joins us today on Blair and Barker. Brian, thanks so much for doing this. Great to, uh, great to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Um, look, you know, I, there's so many avenues we could go down here with this particular incident, but two things. One, MLB's press release was pretty detailed. The explanation that Dan Bellino and Phil uh, Phil Cousy gave was uh, was was pretty was pretty detailed as well. But to get this conversation started, something Kevin and I aren't clear on is the rosin bag. Like, can you can you have one in the dugout with you? 
Uh, do you use this, the same one that's on the mound? Because we've heard a couple of things. We've heard uh, people say, no, you can't have a rosin bag in the dugout. Have you ever seen anybody holding a rosin bag in the dugout? I got to tell you, I've never looked to see if Me anybody's either. holding mm. a rosin bag. So let's use that as a starting point, first of all. What can you, as a pitcher, have with you in the dugout? Right. Thanks for having me on, guys. I think uh, that that was the problem. I think the, the rosin bag kind of has a chain of command. It starts in the umpire's room. <clears throat> there's one assigned to each team. So there's two rosin bags, one for the home team, one for the away team. That rosin bag, the purpose of the rosin bag is to wipe sweat off your hand. You can't use rosin on your uniform. You can't use rosin on your gloves. You can't mix the rosin with uh, any, any kind of liquid because it'll make it sticky. Especially, like, you know, if you have a lot of sweat and, and rosin and you mix it together and play with it a little bit, it becomes like glue. Mm-hmm. Brian, so I also... Going, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, apparently, I don't know. I'm sure there's rosin bags all around, but you're not allowed to use any other rosin bag except the one assigned to that game. So, apparently, if somebody used the rosin in the dugout and then made this mixture and came out, and, uh, you know, we realize that Rosin can get on the glove. It can get on the uniform. If an umpire sees it, which apparently happened yesterday mm-hmm. or two days ago, he was told to wipe it off. So you kind of give him a break there. So if he comes back out with more sticky stuff and his hands are so sticky that he, he didn't wipe it off, then then he's going to face ejection and, and no, the, the, uh, the suspension. Brian, I think I heard Max say that he used alcohol to wash his hands. Would an umpire ever tell him – you know, not soap and water. That would be the obvious one. But you also have heard pitchers come out and say that soap and water doesn't work once it gets so C. sticky. C.J. Wilson said Absolutely. you can make a mix of it using it, it alcohol. Would, uh, would an umpire ever say that to a guy, to a player, go wash your hands with alcohol? It's very odd for Max to say that. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what he said. He pro- I, I've told guys to wipe off, wash stuff. But I've never said what to use to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. And, and there is a compliance, they call it a compliance officer. There's one in each dugout assigned by Major League Baseball. And he, his, his job is just to, excuse me, his job is to just observe. He doesn't, he doesn't tell people what to do or what not to do. He just observes. So, like, he wouldn't say, hey, use this or do that. He's just supposed to, you know, be in there and observe everything that's going on and then, and then file his report with baseball. So whatever his report was, I don't know what he wrote in it. Probably wasn't good for Max. What what do you read into the fact that Phil's Phil's the guy who's mm-hmm. tossed who's tossed three three pitchers? Do you read anything in it? Is that just dumb luck or I, yeah, it's pretty much just I don't know if it's luck, but it's, you know, just a circumstance. It's you know, I don't I because I, I observe uh pretty much a game every every night uh out in Los Angeles and um, these guys get inspected, both coming on and off the field, and and sometimes even you know if during during the middle of an inning, if a relief pitcher comes in, he'll get he'll get examined before he hits the mound. So I think I think it's just random. Brian, is there anything that Major League Baseball can do now? I mean, you just threw out you suspended a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like they're gonna they're gonna make changes. How do how do you adjust the rule? I guess to it's uh, it's a little easier for a a pitcher to say. I guess basically you can't cake it on. Is that is that sort of maybe how they're going to adjust the rule? Do you see any changes coming real soon for Major League Baseball? Uh, unless they come up with another substance besides rosin, you know they might they they just have to restrict the use of the rosin, where the only purpose of it is to you know to dry your hands. 
So you can't you can't just alter the the, the composition of the rosin to make it sticky. And it's kind of weird because rosin is made of a sticky material. Mm-hmm. It's like a tree sap material. So you just have to monitor it. I mean, you've, you've in the been... last couple of years, you know, with spin rates and all that kind right. of stuff, they're saying. These guys, these guys are using sticky stuff to make a higher spin rate. So before Jeff jumps in there now, now Brian, can you? What about sweat? Right, you hear a lot of guys say they'll put the rosin on, then they wipe their forehead. It's sweaty, and then that makes it stickier. Will that matter? Can they do that? Will, how will they adjust when it comes to that? Yeah, well, that the purpose of it is to to wipe the sweat off your hand. It's not to like you know get all the sweat that you can mm. find on your body and then go to the rising bag and make it sticky. Okay. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a fine line, but, and that's why, that's why you said wipe, wipe it off and wash your hands. Cause you might've thought that, you know, this was inadvertent and, you know, but when you come out and it's more sticky than when you went in, then, then we have a problem. Brian, do umpires like having to check dudes hands when they come Great off? Question. Like, yeah, I understand. Oh. It's a rule. It's a rule. I get that. And your job is to adjudicate and, 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 you know, I, I get all that, but, but man, when this rule first came out, I thought this to me is just creating another possible flashpoint. And yeah, it is. It, it it really puts the onus on on the umpires both with this, you know, the new pitch clock and with the substance checks. But you know, we're the only police on the field, and uh, it's just it, it's just I I hear a lot of guys say I'm much busier than <laughs> than I was. Like my first 15 years of my career, I don't think I checked one pitcher. Right. It's usually. You know, a manager coming out and saying, "Hey, check his hat," and you check his hat real quick and and be done with it. But but now, you know, they they checked probably between both pitchers. They're, they're checking, you know, probably seven times a game. You know, sometimes the third base guy comes in, I'll check the guy coming off the field, and sometimes the home plate guy will do it. Sometimes the first base guy will do it. it it's just you know, it's a lot, they're a lot busier out there for two and a half hours. Do you like the the new rules as a as a baseball fan? Let, let's leave aside move move beyond the the sticky stuff for a minute. But things like the pitch timer, the bigger bases, and all that the the lack of a of a shift. Um, yeah, I, do you I do, like those they, rules? They wanted to spur they wanted to spur offense, and I think the lack of a shift certainly did that. And then they wanted to fight the the uh, they call it the pace of the game, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily game time, but the uh, you know the action going on during the game. And I think it's, you know, it's accomplished its purpose. It, it just, you know, it just makes for a, a, a busy time for the umpire for, you know, the, when the pitcher used to step off, he used to be on like, you know, step back and take a break. Now you have to count the, count the disengagements and <laughs> make sure everything, you know, starts up again. Then you have to start the clock. And yeah, it's, it, they're much more busier than they were before. How do you and think? Then, and then you have to call all pitches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how do you think? How do you think Derek Jeter would handle it if you were behind the plate and you basically gave him an automatic, called an automatic strike on him? Because Derek did like to every now and then sort of contemplate the universe. Yeah, he would. He would. Uh, you know, we'll go, no more. Those guys like that. Yeah, no more, had, right? They, they would have had to adjust. I and mean, yeah. you know, they're they're going to get called. It doesn't matter if you step out or you don't call time and clock runs out. You, you're going to get whacked. It, it's actually affecting batters almost as much as pitchers. Uh, we know that the Atlantic League is uh, last year experimented with the automatic balls and strike system. Uh, this year, they're the minors are using a, a challenge system. They're also using an automatic balls and strike system. I mean, i I got my own I got my own thoughts on this. I but I'm wondering where you think this is going. Do you think we'll have a fully automated system, or do you think it'll be a challenge system? And Brian, I have to tell you, if it's a challenge system, I. 
Man, I, I mean, I already wouldn't want to be an umpire, but if it's a challenge system, there's no <laughs> chance in hell I want to be part of it. <laughs> well, they challenge us now on the plays, but yeah. I think that's where it's going. I think they want to keep the, the human element in the game. But if there's a, a, a pitch here and there, and you'll probably get you know three, three challenges a game. I don't know what, how, many, how many they're thinking of, uh, but I think that's where they're going. But I don't have any inside information, but I think they like the challenge system when it comes to plays on the bases. It's pretty been been pretty, you know, successful for the yeah. last five years or whatever. So I think that's the route they're going. Brian, Brian is it, well, did you have to learn how to have a better conversation with a player at, about certain plays? You know, that conversation back and forth. This is for me all these rules, the rules changes, the the pitch timer, you know, the sticky stuff. You have to have a good conversation, right? You got to be, you know, able for a player to walk up and actually have a conversation with an umpire. And I see sometimes. You know, that, that might be what the issue is. Did you have to learn that? Is that an acquired thing? You know, you the more time you have at it, the, the better you be at it. Yeah, I think I think uh, you hit it on the head. It's it's, it's an acquired talent. It's, it's handling situations is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a knowledge exchange back and forth. Because they'll have a question and, you know, we'll have the answer. And they're probably adjusting as much as, as, much as we are when it comes to this stuff. But, uh, you know, as you said, if you're a batter that, you know, likes to take its time, you know, it really gets into your head. You know, you're you're worried about the next pitch, but now you have to worry about how how fast I got to get into the dugout. You know, it's not it's not an easy profession for a batter. Nope. <laughs> no, not at uh, all. A lot of times, like people probably don't realize it, but there's a lot of talking going on between you know pitches and stuff like that. You know, the interaction between the umpires and the players are pretty high. Yeah. You know? Brian, it was great of you to join us, man. Terrific Thanks insight. Thanks for this. Thank you so much. All right, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Take care. Brian Gorman, former MLB umpire, he's a rules analyst for Apple TV Plus. Okay, that that the so now we know at least about the raw. Uh, we know now about the rosin. We, we do, and 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 the sweat. Because if you if you listen to Max and all that thing, it was about the mixture of the rosin and the sweat. Right. That's not what they want. They they don't want you to be able that. That for me cleared it all up. Yep. I, 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 there's a lot going on there, and, and you know the conversation, and why is Max throwing his hands in the air and yelling and screaming? And now you sort of understand. That's the gray area. You, mm-hmm. you want to simplify it? You want to make everybody understand it? You can use the rosin for when your hand does get sweaty, use it to dry it off. But you can't, after you dry it off, wipe your hand with you, across your forehead. Yeah, You can't do that. It makes it really sticky. Yeah, that's, It's real simple. Yeah. Now, now he simplified it so much. I didn't really understand no, it I, until he actually said it out loud. Well, and, and the thing is, like, you know, I had someone point this out to me a couple of years ago about, about sort of pitchers loading up, as they called it. And the guy made the point to me, watch a pitcher sometime. Like, this was before the pitch clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is before the pitch clock. But his point to me was, just focus on a pitcher sometime. Take, spend an inning doing nothing but watching what the dude does. And when you do that, and this guy said to me, okay, figure out where he might be hiding something. And, you know... I'm not going to say what pitcher it was that I, I specifically watched that day mm-hmm. at the Rogers Center, but I mean there was a lot going on between, and this was before the pitch timer. There was a lot of you know this face hair adjusting the hair. There was a lot of that smoothing mm-hmm. down the hair. That, and and I guess what I'm getting at is this person's point was you could literally check every pitcher every inning. 
and short of stripping the dude, yeah, you you you're never going to have 100 yeah. percent certainty. And his yeah. point was, what is enough? And this is you know now you're leading to this. Like it's either to me, it's either you're all in or you're not. And 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 the only answer, the only thing I can think of is that baseball, again, a ten billion dollar a year industry. There has to be a way to come up with a substance that is accepted or attack of your ball. And, you know, our friend Jeff Passon told us yesterday that they tried that in the minors and it was awful. And even Todd Frazier, or the, there, there were some issues. And even so Todd... mushy or something? Yeah, Todd Frazier said when they used the, the tacky baseball in, in the Olympics in Japan that the ball was softer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, believe me, baseball players, they can tell when a ball is... Bouncier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that is... Uh, so there you go. The rosin is to dry off your oh, hand. Okay. Am huh. I am I letting Phil Cuzzy off the hook? Absolutely not. I find it hard to believe that Max is the only guy that That's... that an umpire has seen make the ball or make his hand stickier because he used rosin bag and then wiped the but sweat see, and his hand was stickier. Why is Phil the only guy that's doing this? This is that that so I'm is, not letting him off the hook. Oh no, no, that's not a chance. That's the point. That's the point. Now, we also know in this case that Dan Bellino, the crew chief who was involved, he was the same guy that got involved with Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, Remember that the whole staring contest. Um, I'm tougher than you. Yeah. Look, every umpire it's odd, right? It well, it's odd. Every umpire has their quirks. You know, they were guy going back a long time ago, wide strike zone guys, tall strike zone. I mean, they, they just do. Guys who were decent to deal with, guys who were jerks. Guys who drop the hammer on you right away, guys who give you a lot of length to talk to them. I mean, that just is. But the problem with this is you can't just write this off as a quirk. And with all due respect to... I mean, I, I almost want to think that it's just dumb luck. I, I, I almost want to think that. And Brian's point is, you know, everybody gets checked, right? You get checked after every inning. Gets hot. But you get sweaty. I, I, I wonder. A lot to ask a pitcher to think about. You know that, right? But 15 I, seconds, 20 seconds, holding runners, throwing a quality pitch, and now you're worried about not wiping the that, sweat off your forehead? That's, like, that's a lot to ask. That's my, but that's, lot. that's my point about this. This is why it looks so bad is the fact that it's one It does. It looks guy. awful. It's like he's looking for it. And maybe it's just. And it's Max. See, I, I, I got to get over. You got to get over who I, it is. I'm sorry, I'm not. You got to get over who sorry, it is. Sorry, I don't. I'm sorry. I've been in a batter's box before where a guy called a strike on me because of the size of my number. Doesn't I'm mean sorry. it's right. That doesn't okay, mean it's doesn't. right. I'm sorry, but it's the that's life. It's the life we live in. Yeah, but that's, that's also every it's every Kevin, profession. But, but Kevin, the difference between that and this is there just don't check him for the no, third no, no. time. The, How about the, that? The difference between that really. and this is there's there's no rule that says the umpire has to give you the same strike zone it's he gives com- everybody it's else. Common sense. But let me finish. This is a rule. This is a rule uh, that only one guy has obviously been in the room with when Major League Baseball apparently, is teaching. Uh, I, I, what? No, I mean <laughs> one guy. I mean apparent. But you're also missing the, the other point. Here is was Max guilty? I'm sure they are. Okay. Every every single one but of them. You my point is every single one of them. My point is Max was guilty. Hot. But my point is Max was guilty. So maybe the question we should be asking is is not why is Phil Cuzzy 
the only guy who's throwing anybody out. Maybe the question we need to be asking is, okay, why aren't other guys being thrown out? I, 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 there's the, that's the obvious reason. The umpires don't want to deal with it. Well, that's because that's, yeah, it's silly. But the, it's not making spin rate any better. They said it yesterday. They looked at his spin rate. It's no different. Like it's because it's silly. That's why no umpire is going to go, man, I got so much on my plate. People hate us as it is. It's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm really going to attack this. Really? Let that dude do it. He seems to be the only guy that doesn't care to yeah, be hated. It, I, Let that. That's why. It's silly. But Sometimes whole, you just don't do things because I get back to the John Gibbons thing. Because it's, it's silly. Like, I do it because I don't want to have to answer the question after the game. That's why. It's common sense. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's an no, obvious I, listen, answer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not an issue. It's clearly an issue when you got one guy doing it. As I said, he gets a World Series game. Yeah. Uh, you know, what are you, you know what I'm are saying? Are you going to be betting it? That's the question, right? <laughs> what, a, I mean, it's the, the only, the only saving grace of that would be it's cold most of the time, that part of the, that time of the year, not even, and you don't sweat a ton. But, but, but for, forget, I mean, forget the, any game. Like, that's why this is a real issue. It, it's a real issue for baseball. And, and we'll talk to Mark Feinsand about that because he's connected with the with the uh, the commissioner's office. We'll talk to him about that. I'm sure that they're I, – I just don't know what you do. You, you fire the umpire? You can't fire him because he's, he's enforcing the rule that you put in. Do you fire all the, the other umpires one. because they're not doing it? Is it just one of those things? It'll be what, well, just what one will be things? interesting to see if it happens again. <laughs> And it's any other umpire. Uh, the back leg line is 416-413-3959. We want to get to it uh, right now. Uh, we've got a busy second hour. Mark Feinsand joins us. John Schneider as well. Maybe we'll dip in and out of the back leg line in the second hour as well for mm-hmm. a bit. But let's uh, let's get to it right now. Keith and Barry? Keith and Barry. Um, listen, I'm curious. I, I saw the special with uh, Bo and getting his, his contract and the interview that they did on uh, – uh, SN there. Why wouldn't they do the same with Vladdy? Why why not give Vladdy a quick three year contract or something to cement him a little further into our organization and keeping him here? Uh, I'd like to know your thoughts. Thanks. Uh, keep up the good work on the show and uh, go Jays. Nice. Not Thank- enough money. Thanks, Keith. Uh, you know, look, I, I've I don't uh, Keith. I I don't know. Uh, the only thing I can say is Bo's making good money right now going year to year. Bo has said. You mean Vladdy. Or Vladdy has said he wants to stay here. The Jays have said that they want Vladdy here providing their shared risk. Uh, to me, it indicates to me it indicates that what the Jays, the Jays' definition of shared risk isn't matching Vladdy's definition of shared risk. There you go. You know. Right? You know. It, it's that simple. It's obvious. And we can read whatever we want into that. I will tell you, though, I, mean, I put my hand up here. I never thought. If you had asked me last year, who gets a long-term deal with the team first, Vladdy or Bo, I would have said Vladdy. Not right. even close. Not even close. I thought, I, I just got the sense that there was a lot of tension between Bo and the organization, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. And then here we are. Bo gets a contract that covers him through arbitration. Vladdy seems prepared to go year to year with arbitration. At this point, I don't know, unless Vladdy, unless you can make a deal with Vladdy where he, you buy out two years of his free agency at forty million a year or something like that. I don't, Kevin, I don't even know if it makes sense for the Jays to offer, to to sign him right now. 
I, I really don't. He's here for three yeah, years. I don't know what the number would be either. You know, how, how much are they putting into that season where he played half his games in, in a minor league park? You know, you That's have a thing. It's always a thing. mentioned that. Because I played in those parks. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give you credit for that. You talked about that early, early, early. And I kind of, okay, yeah, the minor. But I, I guarantee you. They've got folks. I guarantee you, they're looking Numbers at what are not he did. The same. Have they been the same? Absolutely not. That's the thing too. Is you know he wants a number comparable to what those numbers were. Maybe they're thinking the other part of that. Maybe they're thinking, well, the numbers haven't been the same since. You haven't hit almost fifty homers. That maybe is that the reason why? Yeah. No. It, it's but it, it's 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 a great question, Keith, and it's something. I mean, there's just there's so many layers to this. This is a, a a team that's up against the luxury tax, and they haven't signed Bo. I, you know, if you had told me again three years ago that the Jays would be a luxury tax team in 2023, I'd go okay. Then they've signed Bo and Vladdy to seven year contracts, and mm-hmm. each of them are getting like 25 or 30 million. That's not the case. They're a they're they're a luxury tax team because they've paid a crap ton for pitching. I wonder if you see Vladdy throwing his bad if he signed a big deal. I've always maintained there are guys that, regardless mm-hmm. of the money, regardless of the security, some guys like to be comfortable. And you know what? Oh, that's Bo, Bo had a Bo had a great line when he signed the contract about removing obstacles. Good to feel wanted. any obstacle you can remove from your life, whether it's as an athlete or even as a person. If you can remove an obstacle, you make you things know how you easier. Feel for wanted you. a bigger wallet. Yeah. Uh, Mark Feinsand is MLB's uh, executive uh, reporter. He is also a contributor to the MLB Network. John Schneider is Blue Jays manager. They'll join us next. Blair and Barker on 360, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A reminder that tonight's game is an Apple TV game, but you can hear it on Sportsnet 590, the fan of the Sportsnet Radio Network and Blue Jays Radio Network. And you can also hear us post-game with Blue Jays Talk. I should apologize. For what? Ah, because I said something you said earlier today was dumb. And I didn't mean you, you were say, dumb. You say a lot. Of, you say a lot of things. But I didn't know. But I wanted to make clear that I, I thought. Don't, lo- don't, don't looking, circle the wagons. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not looking, care. looking at the looking at the standings this early was dumb. That doesn't mean that I thought because you did it. Well, you're getting soft you in your old yeah, age. I am getting the, soft. The, the younger Blair that I know. A younger Blair wouldn't would give a would crap. A, would have stamped a period on the end of that sentence. The younger Blair, you know, would have doubled down on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You should. Yeah. That's what you think. It's nah, wrong it's what Friday. you think. It's Friday. But... It's Friday. John Schneider, the manager of the Blue Jays, yes. joins us in a few minutes. It's well, Friday. We're going to be optimistic. 30 minutes. Um, we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll, we'll, we'll see if John agrees with me or you about a, a change in the lineup right now going into the series against the Yankees. First game, by the way, you say Kikuchi, Domingo Herman, he it's Alec Manoa, options, Garrett Cole, Kevin Gosman, Clark he, Schmidt. Huh? If he had better options, I think he Probably. might. But. Let's bring in Mark Feinsand. He's executive reporter with MLB.com. 
and the MLB Network. Mr. Feinson, thanks for joining uh, Barker and myself, and uh, glad to have you along. We just had a discussion with Brian Gorman um, about the whole Max Scherzer incident, Max Scherzer deciding not to appeal. Um, and, and Brian walked us through the rules about rosin, etc. It was that. It was that. It was a good conversation because there's, there's a bunch of stuff I didn't know. But he couldn't answer the one question, and I didn't think he could answer it. I don't know if you can answer it. I don't know if the commissioner commissioner's office can answer it. But Mark, one guy has thrown out three pitchers. Is this just? Does the commissioner's office people you talk to do they think it's coincidence? Because. Um, it, it either he's the only one who knows the rules or everybody else knows the rules and he doesn't know it. And I'm having a hard time figuring out what it is. Yeah, I'm having a hard time with that as well. I think it's probably a coincidence. I mean, you know, Dan Bellino was there as well. It wasn't just a, a straight Phil Cuddy decision. So, um, you know, I, I think when you look at it, I mean, the, you know, when, if you take them at their word, I mean, they say it's the stickiest they've seen any pitcher's hand that they've checked since they started hand checking, you know, two and a half years ago. That that's something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying Scherzer is lying about just using rosin, uh, but maybe it was the amount of rosin. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe there was some sunscreen involved that, that has not been, you know, inadvertent sunscreen use. I mean, it, it, these things are tricky, and obviously they're subjective um, because it's up to the empire to decide whether or not that's it's, it's too sticky to, to to continue or not. Um, but I don't know how other how they would do it otherwise. There's no as far as I know, there's no test to say, okay, well, we'll put this against your hand, and if it sticks, then it's too sticky. Uh, you know, these rules are uh, are tricky to begin with, but obviously the umpires are, are being told by MLB to, to take it seriously, and if they believe that, that a pitcher's hand is, is too tacky, that, uh, you know, get them out. Any, th- any chance they eliminate everything? Can't use anything. Just go out and throw a baseball. I doubt it. I think when you look at... Um, you know, certainly in cold weather Man. when balls are slick and, you know, th- th- then it becomes a safety issue, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want pitchers losing grip on a ball and, and, a, and a ball sailing in a guy's face. Um, so I, I would doubt that. I think, you know, they've certainly taken their measures to try to get rid of spider tack and, and you know, the, the bullfrog sunscreen and all the rest of the things that, that they believe were uh, the biggest offenders in this issue. But I, I can't imagine that they're going to make rosin illegal, but they've put rules in place of sort of how you can use rosin, and that's what they're, you know, you're not allowed to put on your glove, you're not allowed to put on your uniform, there's a certain amount you're allowed to use, I believe you're only allowed to use the the bag that's on the mound, which may have been an issue for, um, you know, Scherzer said he reapplied it in the clubhouse um, in front of an MLB official, but, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. These are it's a lot of he said, he said right now, um, but I, I don't imagine that we'll see a, a period where they just outlaw everything. No, but... What do you think? What is Mets ownership? What is what does Buck Showalter think of this? Like, you know, they've got a lot of money invested in Matt. They've got a lot, a lot of money invested in their team. They're short of starting pitching right now. You know, my first thought when this happened is, well, maybe Max was, you know, he's trying to force an issue or something like it. But I mean, that makes no sense when you when you look at where the team is. What do you think they think of this? Well, this situation in particular, I'm not sure that they that they that they can have an issue with it unless unless they find out he was flat out knowingly cheating. Um, you know, it's sort of an unfortunate situation. And they're, you know, you look at their season as a whole, they've had a lot of injuries. Verlander hasn't pitched. And, uh, you know, now Carrasco's hurt and Quintana's hurt. And, 
you know, this is what happens with teams, right? We, we always look at it and say you can have the most, you know, the biggest payroll, you can have the best players, but if you don't stay healthy, it's not going to matter. And right now they're learning that the hard way. So, um, you know, I think this is just sort of another thing piling on to what has been a difficult start for them. Mark, I do think uh, Max is a first ballot Hall of Famer. You think this changes the way fans think of Max, right? You, you know, if you just look at it, bold print, right? It's he got suspended for basically cheating. I mean, I, I don't think there's any other way to say it. Do you think that changes fans' minds the way they think about him? I don't think so. I, this is different than PEDUs. This is different than, um, you know, than sign-stealing suspensions or anything like that. I, I, I don't, you know... Again, this is a subjective situation where an umpire deemed that he was, uh, you know, using something or that there was something on his hands. But uh, I, I just don't, you know, he's going to continue to be checked every start from here on out, like every other pitcher. And, uh, you know, if this becomes a repeat offender situation, then maybe. But, you know, a lot of people looked at Garrett Cole when the sticky stuff rules went into place and said, oh, he's not as good as he used to be. Maybe he was just, you know, a product of the sticky stuff. Well, he hasn't had any problems this year. He's only under one. He's four and zero. So, um, you know, I, I, this, the sticky stuff thing to me does not strike me as something that will cause fans to to look at players differently. Now, you gave us the perfect segue into our next question. The Jays will see Garrett Cole on Saturday. It'll be Alec Manoa against Garrett Cole. With Alec Manoa was good. This would be you'd be looking forward to this matchup, uh, you, you know, breathlessly. Alec Manoa scuffling right now. Garrett Cole clearly isn't. Uh, is this the best he's been? Uh, certainly with the Yankees. I mean, he's had some really good stretches, but he has been absolutely dominant to this point. Um, you know, like I said, he's allowing less than a run a game and and just just going out there and, and dominating people. And you saw it right on opening day when he struck out, what, 11 or 12 guys in, in five or six innings and just looked unhittable. Um, looking back at my preseason predictions, maybe I should have picked Cole for the Cy Young instead of Manoa, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, I, this is this even with Manoa scuffling. I think this is one of those games where, uh, you know, if you got nothing to do that day and there are some tickets available, I'd, I'd get your get yourself to the ballpark. Oh, it'll be a show. It will. Yeah, Yankees line up better because of they got younger players. They're faster. They can score runs. Dare I say, manufacture runs? Are they a better lineup? Well, Volpe's certainly given them a, a speed aspect that they haven't necessarily had. He's a really good base dealer, a really good base runner. Um, and a disciplined hitter, uh, especially for a kid his age. He's been, you know, pretty impressive. Um, you know, they're they're still not whole, right? They're missing Stanton right now. Bader's just starting a rehab assignment. Donaldson's still out. So right there, that's a third-year lineup that's on the IL. Um, so, I, you know, I don't think you're, you're seeing the team that the Yankees are hoping to go to war with for most of the season. Um, but, you know, they're off to a real nice start. They haven't lost a series yet. And if you don't lose series all year, you're going to be uh, in pretty good shape come October. So, uh, you know, the fact that they have had the injuries they've had, their rotation's been a bit of a mess uh, beyond Cole and Nestor Cortez, who won again yesterday. Um, you know, Clark Schmidt's been pretty bad. Uh, Herman's been pretty good. But, you know, they're, they haven't gotten an inning out of Rodon yet that they paid $160 million to. Um, but, you know, unlike the Mets, who have had, uh, you know, a tough start with all their injuries, the Yankees have found a way to overcome it. And I think right now that's, uh, you know, that, that's probably good news for New York. Shohei Otani, uh, the, the circus has left town now. It was in Boston. It was in New York. We know that they were selling Otani jerseys in the Yankees gift shop at Yankee Stadium. Mark, do you think he ends up with either? I understand this is kind of an impossible question because so much has to happen. But do you think he ends up with either of the New York teams? 
at the end of the day, or do you think he stays on the West Coast? If he does, it will be with the Mets. I do not see the Yankees uh, spending that kind of money to bring him in after giving Judge, you know, 360, after giving right. Cole 325, 325, 324, after, after you know, taking on Stanton's contract. There's, just, there's a lot of big money in that team already. And Hal Steinbrenner has never shown the willingness to go to that Steve Cohen level that we've seen in Queens this year. Um, you know, he's look, I, the people who say that Hal is cheap drive me crazy mm. because the guy spends over every single year on his team. Um, but you know, to start saying that, that, that he's going to just go out and give Otani 500 million, uh, that doesn't seem particularly how like mm-hmm. Mark, Matt- so, if, so I, I could see it being the Mets and I could see it being, I mean, to me, the Mets and the Dodgers are the two teams that are most in play. Um, you know, the Dodgers really didn't do anything this offseason. Most mm-hmm. people believed it was with the idea of sort of squirreling their nuts and, and getting ready to, to make a big splash for us on him next year. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of money for sure. Mad Bum got DFA'd. Uh, we ever see him again in the big leagues? I think so. I think so. Uh, you know, he, he's look, he's fallen off a cliff. He does not look anything like the pitcher he once was. Um, but that said, there are enough teams that really need pitching. And a team, knowing that you only have to pay him the minimum, uh, somebody will take a chance on him, you know, let him try to work himself out in the minor leagues a little bit. And I would imagine that he will be back in the big leagues at some point, whether uh, he's successful in the big leagues again, I have no idea, but uh, I do, I do think we'll see him back in the majors again at some point. Mark, really good of you to join us today. Great Thanks stuff. so much, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Anytime guys. Take care. That's Mark Feinsand of uh, MLB.com. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking at, uh, at Madison Bumgarner Awful. here. It, it is. And I'm going to throw it a team. Don't do it. No, it's not these Orioles. dudes. No, no, it's not these dudes. Orioles. I'm going to, I'm going to throw two teams for different reasons. Uh, the Cardinals, because in the past, you know, they've had, I mean, they've taken shots on dudes like John Lester, Jay Happ. But here's an intriguing team. We just spent a lot of time talking about them. They're down four starting pitchers. Mets. Mets. The 186, getting lit up. Agreed, agreed, has agreed, an agreed. Awful attitude. You ever you listen to him talk? Gosh, his attitude is awful. But I I agree. But but it here's is. the thing: if you if you have to be a team that's going to be able to score runs for him, I guess. And I, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm looking at the Mets. They don't have Verlander. They don't have Carrasco. They don't have Quintana because of injuries. Now Scherzer's gone. Well, he's missing a start against the Braves. You'd rather have him Ten. pitch against the Braves? Madba, not me. No, no, no. Call him up a minor leaguer. You know, there are other together, teams. that, And, and I, I think you just look at him as a temp. Milwaukee. You know, they don't have Woodruff, Corbin Burns. I still uh, know what he brings. He's not a starter, really. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not a bullpen guy because he's throwing 86. Like, what's he bringing? And he's, his again, I, I would never say this about too many people because I really don't care about their attitude. But listen to him talk. It's, it's awful. Like, I, I just don't know his attitude. His attitude doesn't match his he, stuff. He's become, he, he has become really sour. It's since. almost like just go away and leave us alone. That's it. Get yeah. off my lawn. That's, that's sort of what it is. And I, I just, well, I'm if not you sure go I back, agree with Mark. If you go back and um, uh, do some three years Maybe ago. it's always been that way. Three years ago, uh, Robbie, Robbie Ray tells, tell, tells a story. I think whenever, I think it was three years ago, like there were some real issues in that Diamondbacks coaching yeah. staff. And it was almost all, it, at the end of the him. day, it became apparent that it was Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. 
and he created a very uncomfortable situation for a lot of for a yeah. lot of people there. You know, and, and sometimes you do get look, sometimes you do get to the point where you just Maybe he's always been that way, Jay. It, and but, it, but when he was really good and it was 93, 94, 95, 96, and 97, you're winning in and he's San throwing at people and you're winning now, World Series. Yeah. He did win with Bruce Bochy. Bochy knows him, right? Texas doesn't need him for I'm just throwing out you know, teams that that, that may be that you may want to gotta have a revisit. reason. I mean, these are really good teams you're talking about. You gotta have reasons. I mean, the Mets are hot. Yeah. I mean they, I mean they're hot. They're beating everybody. So I would you want to have that? I mean, I, I hate to say this. I mean, he sounds like a cancer. Like he does. Just listen to him talk. That's I just very... listen to him talk to reporters. Like he treats them like they're they're nothing. Like you're good well, enough that's... now in your career to to talk to people that way. I I I just don't know how you're capable of doing that and bringing that in your clubhouse. You know the way clubhouses are now. It's not like it used to be where they didn't yeah. care. It's about performance now. It's not about that. It's about both. And bringing that dude in. I mean, it doesn't warrant it. So I I, I can't. I don't like it. Yeah. I, it's, uh, I mean, he's getting paid still a lot of money. I haven't looked it up, but it is a lot of money. The Diamondbacks are, are you know, having to pay all of that. But it's just basically like I think sometimes the when the career's over, it's over. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just over. Yeah. Maybe just go away and, and hunt and do whatever it is you I do. I mean, the, the thing is. Whatever it is you're doing. You know, fish, the thing is with, uh, all the, with all the analytics out there, if there is something to be found – uh, in not sure. Khaki Madison Bumgarner, and now you've eliminated the shift. Well, maybe he'll go to Man, the. No, it's no maybe, longer about you. Put the dude over there, and the ball's going to be hit there nine times out of ten. It ain't that way anymore. Maybe he'll go to the Make Rays. Maybe he'll go to the Rays and win seven in a row. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> if any team can do it, we noticed that. <laughs> we noticed. Yeah, yeah. Throw this pitch more. The the question would be is would he do it? See that everything that I've heard and everybody I've talked to is he's not willing to change. Yeah. You know, I've, uh, I'm the big bad guy. Remember me coming in that game and going whatever, however many innings it was, and winning when I shouldn't have went. He's not that guy anymore, and he doesn't want to change. And on top of it, you can't talk to him. So maybe it's time for you just to go away, man. See you later. Enjoy your life. You've made a lot of money. Interesting take from Mark on Shohei Otani. I don't. Uh, I don't see how he ends up with the Yankees. I just would he want to go to the Yankees because he doesn't have to. No. He's choosing to go there. Wouldn't you want to stay if you were him? He's going to the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, let's say it like it is. I they, they will have a dollar more. I think that, and they can win. I think he's that about winning. Right? The only I West think, Coast? yeah, the Close to home. the only team, and and they've got to be afraid of this because I'm I'm sure they feel like they were used and abused this off season. By free agents would be would be San Francisco. The San Francisco went through it with Correa. San Francisco went through it with Judge. But They're going to give him six hundred. They've got well, it's double of what they were offered Judge. That's well, a I, lot. But I would. But I would. I mean, they're going to make a lot, but off him. But would he? Yeah, would he I would. In? And then would he go there? If I'm not, if I'm here, no, there's no chance I'm going. There's cold. That's a bigger question. But yeah, I would. Listen, I, I'd give Judge. <clears throat> I'd give Judge six hundred million. Who's closer to winning the World Series, the Dodgers or the Giants? Yeah, obviously the Dodgers. Well, he said, he's, obviously he's, he's the said Dodgers. it out loud that he wants to win. So. I think you, I think you would have a chance of winning in San Francisco. But I'm with you. I think it'll be, I think it'll be the Dodgers. Um, I think there's a reason the Dodgers are didn't do anything this year and are playing Mookie Betts and shortstop right now. I think, I, I think there's a reason they are saving their money up 
they are saving their money up for Shohei Otani. No and when you think about it, the combination of the Dodgers brand and the Shohei Otani might, brand. May have to. I seriously be afraid to guess the number, but it'll oh, be it'll be big numbers. Be huge. How much money the Dodgers will make off of just jersey sales? Huge. Look at what the Yankees did. Yeah. Couldn't they were salivating? Couldn't wait to come in and sell yeah. his jersey. I mean, just I, to, I, yeah, I know that that's is crazy, right? That well, tells it's not you the something. Apple game. It doesn't surprise me. It's the Apple. When's, well, did you ever think that the, the Yankees the, would sell a game to Apple? You know why? Look at money. I think the Jays that's are. Uh, Look, think, think they'll be selling Vladdy Junior jerseys in uh, Yankee question. Stadium. I'm going to say no to that. I wonder if the Jays will sell Otani jerseys here. You've asked that. I know. I could I could just ask somebody, couldn't I? Uh, 416-413-3959 um, is uh, I don't like you anymore. the back leg line. What? I don't like you anymore. Why? Because you yelled at me. Yeah, but I apologize. <laughs> it doesn't count. Well, it does. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. You know. It hurts when I'm right and you're wrong. You know what you, you know what I think it is? To you ask questions and I usually have the answers. And you don't like that all the time. You don't like that I can you can ask no. any question and I can answer. I it. love that. That's it. No. No, I love because that. Because you don't like the you're like, dang it, he did it again. But, <laughs> no, I it would be boring if I agreed with everything you said. Uh, it would be boring. Uh, and it wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be, you know, true to form. If they were in I second know. place, you wouldn't be saying, oh, "Hey, what we think about moving that lineup around, putting let's Kevin Kiermaier." Brad, in the let's go to the let's go to the let's go to the back leg line because uh, this show is kind of free form today because we got kicked off radio because Messiah Jerry fired Nick Nurse. Are you happy about that? Oh yeah. <laughs> so put you down for undecided. What? <laughs> ah, it's time for him to go. Uh, it's time for him to go. I've said that. I, it's it's. Time for Nick Nurse to go. Mm. Don't don't think anything bad of him. It's just, you know, you come out and you run it up the flagpole that your contract isn't really an issue. Wink, wink, wink. No, adios, amigo. Back leg. Enjoy right. Houston. Uh, Brad in Ontario. Brad. Brad. What is wrong with having Whit Merrifield hitting fourth and someone mm. else left-handed batter hitting fifth? Wick is a legitimate big league hitter who will get you hits. Thank you. Well, old Wit's got to be a regular in the lineup, first of all. He's going to be. He'll be. I, he can't. I mean, he's in a run. He isn't a run producer. I mean, it's, it's, he has seven RBIs. He has no homers. Yeah. He's got 79 career homers and he's 410 RBIs. I Look, I understand there's a lot of love for him. Two hit wit. You you have a nickname for a reason at the big league level. I always wanted. Yeah, but they a don't call him two homer wit. I always I always wanted nickname. Now maybe you could see him in the two hole. If you ever ever if he gets smoking hot and continues to do things Listen, and gets on base a lot, I could I, see that. I, yeah, and you put Bo in the cleanup spot where well, he let can me fly flip that the line, on you. and I could do that. Could let see me that. let me flip that on you. That what a little if bit you, more in hitting cleanup. Though. What if you essentially platooned your number two spot and had Kiermaier maybe. and and. Lefty right, he's not a ton of right-handed or left-handed starters, right. so we've never probably hit. So it'd be more Kiermaier than it would be. To me, the obvious the obvious guy to hit second would, would still be Varsho, just because of the speed yeah, and, the, and, and the back control and all that stuff. They don't have a two-hole either. Either. I mean, you wouldn't be saying that if they were in second place. 
Well, you it wouldn't would, be saying that they're in second you, place. They're game you, and a half behind the Yankees. Because they'd be like, they'd be you like, know what this is? You know what I'm doing here? Know, I'm running be, the white flag no, up. I'm surrendering be, the they'd season. They'd be six games I'm above. surrendering the season. They'd be six games above 500. Fourth place. And you wouldn't be saying that. Fourth place. I'm so surrendering the season. Back up the truck. Six games above 500. You wouldn't be saying that. Running up the white flag. Season's I'm over. I'm right. You're wrong. It's facts. Wayne in New Brunswick. Wayne. It's probably a question more for Je- uh, for uh, Jeff than the Kevin. But uh, a while ago, we uh, there was a talk about the Expos coming back, mm. uh, but haven't heard anything since COVID hit. And I heard you say the other day about a team going to Utah. Is there anything uh, astir at all on the Expos? Love your show, boys. Keep it up. Thanks Bye-bye. a lot. Not a chance in hell. Um, and I was a guy that a couple of years ago was saying I thought there would be a team back in Montreal. Sense. Well, the Tampa thing, yeah. the Tampa thing was kind of odd, but. Uh, quite frankly, it's half the season there and half the season in Tampa. That's well, not going to work. Well, and I also I knew some of the people involved in the Montreal group, and they have a ton of money, and uh, yep, they, the stadium plans and everything. I, I I just I don't see that happening now. I don't think there will be another. Uh, I don't think there'll be another team in Canada. People keep mentioning Vancouver. That's not going to happen. Um, I I think if anything, I think pass and hit the nail on the head. We now know that it looks like the A's are moving to Vegas. And I think then the decision is, all right, do we need to put another team in the East? If that's the case, Nashville's got a leg up in everybody else. Mm-hmm. Our friend David Sampson and Jeffrey Loria had an idea a couple of years ago, uh, longer than that, 10 years ago, that intrigued me. Never happened, though, because you wouldn't get the Mets or the Yankees to agree with it. But you know where else you could look at putting a team? You could look at putting a team someplace in the New York metropolitan area, New Jersey or that. They've had three teams before a long time ago. It's not going to happen. But uh, Nashville Mm -hmm. appears to be the front runner. Uh, I think Nashville would be a terrific city. It's got a good good business. Like there's a good business climate. Fan base would be. It's got a long baseball history, all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. Charlotte keeps being mentioned. I I don't necessarily see that. And then Salt Lake City just kind of came out of anywhere. When Rob Manfred took over as commissioner, one of the things that people said was that if there was ever a chance of baseball going to Mexico, it would be with Rob Manfred as commissioner because he had been supportive of playing games in Mexico in the past. They played games in Monterey and places like that. Um, And because Rob's... It's not the top thing on his list of priorities, but Rob's a, Rob understands that there has to be some room for growth internationally in the game, hence the, the World Baseball Classic, which he's, you know, he played a pretty significant role in. I think there's a better chance of a team, and again, it'll depend on Mexico's domestic politics, I think there's a better chance of a team in Monterey or Mexico City than there is in Montreal. I, just, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. But I do know one thing. When, when Oakland goes to Vegas... I will absolutely guarantee you there will be a massive realignment in baseball. A massive realignment in baseball, and the AL East is going to go bye-bye. You're, I, I think that as part of the realignment, you're going to see the Jays in with teams like Detroit and Minnesota and, and teams like that. Fingers I just crossed. I've always – well, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> you know? But I've always oh, – well. I, I, at, at, some point, at some point, there will be realignment, and yeah. It, but first thing that has to get settled is Vegas and Tampa. Everybody, I everybody I talk to who's got any interest in what's going on in Tampa says that 
stuff appears to be becoming workable. There's been a bit of a change in tone on the part of civic officials in St. Petersburg and Tampa. It's almost to the point now I've been told where you need to you, you need to even filter down even more stuff. Now there's thought that maybe you leave the, the a park in St. Pete and you build it there. The team has to go to Tampa just because of traffic, just because of the way the city is mm-hmm. is is growing. But I think that'll get settled. And yeah, I so I think end of the day we're looking at a team in Nashville, we're looking at a team in Vegas, uh, and then if they're going to get $4 billion for an expansion team, which they seem to think they can, then I think they do have to look at a place like Mexico. And it's got to balance out. But uh, I unfortunately, I don't think Montreal's in the... And, and the people involved in the Expos, uh, the last go-around, the, the, the whole Tampa-Montreal split, they've as much as said that they're not going down that road again. Yeah. And two people in particular in that group, Mitch, Gar- Mitch Garber and Stephen Bronfman, would have to yeah. be would have to be part of any group that would that would make baseball a success in Montreal because of the money they have and because of the the ties they have to baseball. So good answer by you. Uh it would have been nice. John Schneider's manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. They're in New York. They start a three game series against the Yankees tonight. John Schneider joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet three sixty and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a reminder that uh, tonight's baseball game is an Apple TV Plus baseball game. Mm -mm. But you can catch it on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Streaming as well. And you can also catch Mr. Barker and myself following the game. I bet you read off the standings on that show tonight. (laughs) All right, I'm going to jump right. I'm going to jump right into this. John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, joining us on Blair and Barker. John, will you please convince my friend, Mr. Barker here, that that on second place is better than fourth. Be quiet. On April 21st, you don't look at the standings. Oh, boy. Oh. No. no, he said no. Okay. See, I told you. There it is. Two against one. I told you. Good grief. Um, <laughs> going into this series, uh-huh. do, do you almost get the sense, uh, John, that the rotation has stabilized a bit here? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, everyone kind of had their one go around where it was not great, and I think that they're kind of, you know, settling in, you know, so it's, um, we can do that. And I think we, you know, we're comfortable and confident in all those guys that, you know, we get those guys going quality starts. It just lines everything else up, you know, the way that we would like more often than not. So they're, uh, yeah, hopefully they're kind of hitting their stride. Having said that, what are you expecting from Alec on Saturday and, and what, you know, without giving away state secrets, what has he been working on between starts? Mm-hmm. Um, expect him to be kind of more of the same of him. I think he's really been trending in the right direction, you know, with each start that he's, with, that he's had this season. I think what we can see from him is uh, hopefully what, you know, what we, he's been working on and hopefully what he can do a little bit more of is just landing his uh, breaking ball. <clears throat> his fastball command, I think, a little bit too, but Velo has been there. I think mechanics are ironed out to where they should be. Um, so just looking for him to go out and compete. John, do we make too much about who's catching 
certain guys, it's not a big deal? Is it a big deal? Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. We like to pair Kirky up with Manoa mainly because of, you know, how Kirky's glove, you know, works within the zone and, you know, right outside of the zone with Alex stuff. So I think, uh, you know, that's kind of the one you'll see most of. But the rest of the guys um, through the rotation, um, we're comfortable with either one of them. Now, Jose Barrios's last two starts have been more like the Jose Barrios that uh, that we saw when he first came over here, and, and clearly more like the Jose Barrios that we saw in Minnesota. I mean, I tend to look at things like health and uh, you know mechanics and all that more than anything else when I look at a pitcher. But I mean, John, I have to tell you that at bat he had against Randy Rosarine in the Rogers Center. I mean, sure. I was yeah. I, I was in the broadcast booth, but you know, w- with with Caleb. And Ben and Caleb turned around and gave me that look after after that at bat, and I just get the sense I, I'm not going to make too much of one at bat. But John, he's looked different since then. He's just looked like a guy who wants to shove. To be quite honest, yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, I'm from that at bat on. I think that uh, you know I feel like a broken record sometimes saying stuff is there, stuff is there, execution hasn't been. You know that's yeah, that's easy to say. Um, but, I mean, I think from that point on, I think just the conviction in which he was throwing it, you know, has been a little bit different. So, you know, you look at his last one, you know, from there against Tampa, and he gets hit in the leg and comes out. But then his last one there in Houston, I mean, he was efficient. I mean, it was one bad pitch. I mean, mm-hmm. hit, hit Pena with a breaking ball and then one bad pitch to Myers. But, I mean, he was efficient. He was getting strikeouts. He was getting ground outs. I mean, it just looked like the hosey, you know, that, that we know. So that's been, that's been really, really encouraging his last two. Okay, let's talk hitting. Runners in scoring position this early in the season. I mean, you just said it. You don't look at uh, standings. Okay, I'll, I'll take that from you. But runners in scoring position, you're, you guys are 20th. I Look, that's a, I think last year the, the Blue Jays weren't very good early in the season either. Is there anything you're seeing offensively, you know, those at-bats that mattered the most? Now, again, we got to remember they're facing some pretty good pitching, adding and subtracting, and they can throw hard and all those things. But, John, you know as well as anybody, right, when you're a really good team like the Jays are – we pick at things and the runners in scoring position. Are you seeing anything different with those at bats? Uh, no, I mean, it's easy to, it's easy to say, yeah, we, we need the big hit a little bit more. Kev. I mean, you look at, I think if it was like one, two, three, you know, strike out, strike out or, or first pitch pop up, you go, all right, what are we doing? You look at George's at bat with the bases loaded. He works as a three, two and hits a missile. He had the most unlucky series, you know, we've seen in a while there. Um, Body, I think it was nine or ten pitches, um, and that and that uh, same inning against a really tough pitcher in Abreu. Yeah, it's early, man. I think you uh, you just trust the quality of the hitters that we have, and you trust that the approach continues to stay the same as it is before you get into those spots. And you know, so far it's been it's been pretty damn good. Any any I don't panic's the wrong word. I'm not going to say that word. It's rude. I, I will not say it to you. You're a but smart you just guy. Did. Well, no, because I don't want to say it. I want to bring it up and think that he's thinking that I'm asking a panic question, which I'm not. You know, it, wh- what would it take for you to to maneuver some things around, right? Playing for the big inning instead of trying to get your top three guys more at-bats than everybody else. That's the sort of the thing, right? You can win a baseball game in the fifth inning just as well as you could win it in the eighth inning. What would it take for you to mix some things around? I mean, are we talking lineup-wise? Are we yeah. talking the actual, like... Yeah, know, right. Maybe, maybe, maybe a Kevin, uh, a hot Kevin Kiermaier in the two-hole at Bo Bichette in the cleanup spot. Little thing, right? But you're playing for the big what inning. That, you, that thing, that thing. That yeah, thing. it's not a little thing. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, that, yeah, that'd be a big thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think you'll see some, uh, tonight's lineup maybe a, a tick different um, now that you mention it. I oh. think with trying to get, um, you know, just trying to get uh, certain guys in spots and then also kind of keeping in mind what the Yankees' bullpen looks like between righties and lefties and what their stuff is going to do. So there's ways to do it. Um, you know, we're, I'm, I'm always open to it. You know, you can't be reactionary. Um, I think it's 20 some odd, you know, 20 ish games in and, you know, you, you look at what guys are doing, not just immediately, but what, you know, what their approach has been and all that kind of stuff. So there's times to push the envelope a little bit, whether it be on the bases, moving, getting guys in motion, hitting and running and then moving lineup stuff around. So for me, it's, it's early. I'm, I don't want to be too reactionary, but at the same time, you have to pay attention to what's going on. It's interesting hearing you say that because I know that last year you, you made the move with Bo when you came in and you, you had to sell it to him. And, and mm-hmm. I've often wondered, you know, when you make a move too early, it's reactionary. But also when you make a move later in the season, it, it almost seems to me like, especially if it's a move that involves a guy that, you know, you've had a lot of trust in, the guy kind of goes, well, well, hang on. I mean, you know, it was okay for the first four months of the season. What's going on now? Is there ever a perfect time, John, for a manager to make a move with the lineup? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think everyone probably says whenever your team's not doing great is the perfect time because you're bound to do great. And then you look like a genius just because you move the lineup. <laughs> right. <around. laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, and and just for tonight, but you know, Bo Bo isn't moving. This isn't, but this is still George Bo Lad. Um, only difference is Chappie and Barson switch. That's that's the only difference for tonight. Just so you guys know. Oh, good. Okay. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's a perfect time to do it. I think it, you know, you have to be consistent. Um, you know, our guys know that they're going to be consistent within a few spots. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be you know, yanking guys all the way, you know, one through nine, just being crazy. But mm-hmm. our guys, basically every one of them knows that they're going to have some consistency within a, a, a spot or two. Uh, you, you've heard the things with Max, right, being suspended and those kind of things. Are you – is this going to force the hand of you and the and the pitching coach and everybody in the organization to maybe have a conversation with your pitchers? You know, since one, one, one umpire seems to not like the sticky stuff. It's one guy. But now it's been drawn to everybody's attention that now you may have to be, be aware of it a little bit more. If you didn't have enough, you know, with the pitch timer and all those things, now you have to worry about umpires. It's too sticky, right? And now you think you'll have to have a conversation today about that. Um, I think it was talked about, you know, in Houston a little bit um, with, the, with the Scherzer thing. And, I think everyone's kind of aware of it, and I think everyone's doing their best to, you know, to keep the level playing field. So it's that's all we ask. You know what I mean? We, if if something is is outrageous, you know, and if something is just you know looks really really um, not normal, then yeah, hopefully it gets taken care of. But um, our guys are aware and and are well within the rules of of what's been put in by the league. So I don't think it needs a conversation. But um, hopefully it's it's continues to be a non issue going forward. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think the, the thing we've talked about a great deal with with that is, you know, it's one umpire that's throwing three three guys out, and I mean, I don't know. It it looks to me like it's one of those things. that's hard. I mean, I know there's a written rule about it, but it's one of those things where there appears to be a lot of gray area. You just have to trust your guys, don't you, John? I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. You can only exercise a certain amount of control over things. At some point, you got to trust the guy in the mound to do the right thing or in the yeah, bullpen for, to do the right yeah. thing. Yeah. 
Right, exactly. You trust the guys in the mound. They all know what the rules are and what the repercussions are. So um, I think, it's yeah, it's trusting the the guys in the mound and it's trusting the umpires are taking care of what they need to take care of um, or, or not. So um, everyone's playing under the same rules. So it makes it, it makes it easier for us that way. You mentioned you're going to move Dalton to the five hole tonight, which we appreciate you saying that on our show and, and breaking that news. We'll take it. We'll take breaking news. It's big time, right? You know, Hey, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm an open book. Yeah, absolutely. You know. <laughs> we, we, lo- we love it. But with Varsho, have you seen anything? Is it a big deal to, Hit cleanup, right? I said this when I when you guys first started doing this is putting him in the cleanup spot. Who he's hitting behind? Expectations are really high, right? It's there's some unknowns there with the new lower half. What's he going to do? How's he going to handle it? You know, he knows he's a soft demeanor guy. Not a lot affects him, but he is hitting cleanup. Is this sort of the reason why you're moving him around a little bit? Have you seen anything? I don't want to say that you don't like, or that's a little alarming that you'd like to see a little bit better of from him. Hitting in the five hole. Uh, yeah, no, not at all. I think Dalton has been exactly what we had hoped for, and probably a little bit better. I think the biggest reason is nothing that Dalton's not doing, but it's everything that Matt Chapman is doing. Okay. Um, so I think that's kind of the thinking behind it. And um, you know, Dal- Dalton's hit this against some lefties before. Herman's got a great changeup. I want to say reverse splits, but I think still it's you know. You can't even know what Maddie's doing at the plate. So I think that was the driving force behind it. Nice. John, we're uh, going to let you scoot. Thanks so much for doing this, Great man. Great stuff, buddy. We Good appreciate stuff. you. Yay. You bet, guys. Talk soon. Take Good care. luck. John Schneider, manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. So there you go. Uh, for John Schneider, Matt Chapman hitting cleanup tonight and Dalton Varsho in the fifth spot. Um, you know, we talked about changing the lineup. Uh, and I like the way... John explained that, you know, it, it's because of Matt Chapman. Yeah. Well, again, remember Jeff, he, he's not selling this to me or you or anybody else listening to this show. He's selling it to the two players. Like it's a big thing, right? It's sort of been the same exact way all year. And, and I get back to where they're at in the standings. You know, you're playing the hot hand. You're in fourth place. You're trying to shake things up because you're trying to give your team a better chance to win baseball games because of where you're at. I understand what he said. I get it. And it's, we're joking a little bit about it, but there is reasons why, right? And you're trying to sell it to your team. John's the best at that. Now, he is a really good salesman. And to be a really good manager around some good players, you got to be a borderline great salesman. And the it's all about the way you say it. And for him just to go up, you know he's going to go up to Dalton. He's probably done it already. And it's not a surprise. He's not going to walk to the field and look at it and be like, I thought we were facing a righty. I used to hit cleanup every time against the righty. He's already told him. That's the point, right? So you you got to sell it, and hopefully they get hot, and hopefully, again, this gets back to that runners in scoring position. This is why I asked the questions. You're trying to play for the big inning. You, it's a lot of luck, that is. You know, a lot of the times it's you're having the wrong guy come up at the wrong time. Now he's trying to force the right guy at the right that, time. That I See? mean, that is runners. It's common sense things. That is, a, that is one point that we don't. We don't stress enough. There is a lot of luck with there runners is. in scoring position. There is. I mean, there just is. You, you, got, you, and I'm going to throw you in on this, and I'm going to blame you because you tote that a lot. That runners in scoring position doesn't matter. It's a team stat. No, it's not. No, RBI is a team it, stat. It is not. Yes, you, it you, is. You've never tried to get one. You have no idea how harder the at-bats are when that dude is going to lose money by allowing that dude to score. What's their job is to keep that guy from scoring. 
Plain and simple. All right. The at-bats get better. Uh, the at-bat for a hitter has to uh, stay within yourself. Don't chase. Be who you are. How dare you throw the OO slider to me? You know I'm not chasing that. Look who's standing on second. The at-bats. And now John Snyder is telling you that it matters. So I'm just saying, like, you got to like that. You got to like it that they're in fourth place. Oh, they're not a fourth place it. team. No. I don't care what part of the season it is. So you're trying to push it. Mm. I will I will remember this tonight when you go, who who sponsors that part of the show? The American League East standings are your first place Tampa Bay Ray. Like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna spew it. Yes, you are. This early in the season. You did it the first game of the season. Well, I have yeah, but it's a read. I'm not doing it because I think the standings are important. I mean, it's a read. The manager said the standings don't matter. I know right what now. he said. I know what he said. Uh, <laughs> it was a very I quiet no. I guarantee you they didn't get. It was not a quiet no. It was a quick no. I guarantee you they didn't get in the plane, sat down, said, so "My God, we're in fourth place. We got to do something. We're in fourth place." Yeah, but I bet they did say, "Well, look here, man. We've we've had 160 chances with runners in scoring position. We have a really good lineup. We're 20th in baseball at 244. We've only hit three homers. We're 23rd in baseball. We need to be a little bit it's better, better than they that. were last year at this time. I don't care about last year. This is about this year. And you got different team players' names in your lineup, who are some unknowns that you don't know what you're going to get from them. So yeah, he's a he's a very good manager. He's a thinker." He's trying to figure out ways to put everybody in the best position to give his team a chance to win. Are you buying what Makes they're selling sense. about Manoa? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, yeah, I look. Track record is small. He's never went through anything like this. It's a mechanical thing. Okay? And you're trying to fix mechanics against some really good teams. It's not the easiest thing to do, right? You're trying to, you're trying to make a good – you're trying not to think about all the mechanic – he said it out loud after the games – that I was more thinking about mechanics than I was making a quality pitch. And then, oh, by the way, you're facing a, really, a good team that you have to make good pitches to. So you're not thinking about making a good pitch because you're thinking about your mechanics. I think he's a good pitcher. I think he will figure it out. He'll give the, his team a chance to win. So I was joking when I said no. I know you were. But I, th- I do think he's he has some things he needs to work through. The balance, using his lower half better. Having, I don't want to say a better finish because he's got a decent enough finish, but it's the finish of the release point. Where's it at? When it's, you know, when it's more than his body, balls all over the place. He misses up and in, up and away to a, to a lefty, and it's non-competitive. What's he do? He chokes the slider off, and it's non-competitive out of the hand. When you're non-competitive, all of a sudden as a hitter, I'm in a swing count, a positive count for a hitter. Now I can eliminate one of your better pitches and look right down the middle. And you know what hitters do to pitches right down the middle at the big league level? They hammer that stuff. That's the point, right? I will say this for me. Unless he has his sinker and his slider working, it's going to be real hard for him to occasionally have the slider and have a four-seamer. He needs the best two pitches that he has, which is the sinker and the slider. That's why he's real hard on righties. Sinker in with a ton of movement, slider away to a righty. He needs them. If he's got those two things, and that's a mechanical thing for me. It's the lower half. He's too tall with finish. That's why he's falling off more. That's why he's not getting extension. Getting it out there, right? He, you can even see him on the mound doing it. You see him how many times he does when he, it? Yeah, when he'll he goes do that back. Thing. He, he'll do it because he's just trying to tell himself, I did it between starts over and over and over again. So, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be okay, but he's working through it. 
not easy at the big league level. This is why you this is why you give them. I don't know what the start number is at the minor league level, but you'd love to see them struggle. That's why Ricky Tainman. Let's pump the brakes. You got to let them figure it out down there, right? So they can do it quicker. So they've because they've been through it before. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You're you're when it comes to Alec Manoa, we're spoiled. Um, well, yeah, because, well, <clears throat> because it's been pretty seamless. Well, it's been, it's easy, been a pretty right? seamless, you nailed it, seamless ride. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it, it will be. I like I said this a couple of days ago. I just I have a good feeling about the start against Garrett Cole. I think this may may be. Ah, hell, I could be wrong, but I think this may be a time where that emotional aspect is a plus for him against the Yankees. And I don't know why I feel that way. I just, I, I look for a slider. It's bizarre. I, I swear to God that my thought about, and I'm trying not to fall into this trap, but my thoughts about this starting rotation, I, I hate to say it changed. And I talked about that. It's just a one damn at bat with Randy or Rosarena. I get it. It's one at bat. But my thoughts about this rotation just kind of, kind of changed with that at bat. I, you know, Kevin Gossam started. I write that off. He had a bad start. That's his bad start for the year. But yeah, it, it does. It, it's 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 just weird. And again, I that that the look. You know, Caleb fired at me after that 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 at bat when you kind of got the impression. As I said, it's the first time I can remember looking out in the field and thinking, "Was oh, he a little?" little chapped here and it's not and he's not chapped because stuff isn't working he's chapped because somebody's kind of showed him up a bit rod crew used to always tell me things don't happen just because in the big leagues i just don't wake up one day and figure out how to throw a strike happens because you work hard you figure things out when it's not working him simplifying it not having a wind mm. up mm-hmm. he can repeat that over and over again you can tell his velocity's better you can tell he self-corrects quicker because he can feel it there's not as many movement happening out there right i throw a bad one i know exactly why i threw a bad one because yep. it's repeatable it's simple don't happen just because you got to give the dude credit every once in a while you got to go home and look in the mirror and just say i'm tired of being worn out on blair and barker I don't think he cares about that. I said, I'm, no, he said, I'm tired of being worn out by Barker. <clears throat> Make $131 million, That's what happens. You can do that all you want. The money is fact. Money is it's not his fault, but it comes from the territory. To do with it. it absolutely does. Live up to it. It absolutely <sighs> does. Ask him. So there you go. We got a bit of breaking news on Blair and Barker. Yeah. Thanks to the skipper. How about that? John Schneider will hit clean up tonight. John Schneider will hit clean up? Matt Chapman will hit Boy. clean up tonight. Maybe he will. Matt, maybe he could be. Kevin Barker's available. I can get a second. <laughs> Matt Chapman <laughs> will hit clean up tonight. Dalton Varshall will bat fifth uh, against the uh, against the New York Yankees and against Domingo Herman. He gave a great answer. Why? Can't argue. Best answer he gave. Standings don't matter. He lied on April twenty first. Never lied. Never lied. That's it for us this week. Reminder, Kevin and myself will be doing Blue Jays talk after the game tonight. Join us on Sportsnet 590, the fan, the Blue Jays radio network. We will be back on Monday from 10 to noon Eastern, regular time, regular spot. Sportsnet 590, the fan, Sportsnet 360. Listen to us via podcast if you want. We love it. Leave a nice review. Have yourself a great weekend.